Hello, boys and girls. I am Tracy, and you are listening to another episode of 30 Flirty and Surviving. My guest with me today is the founder of Boston Food List, a very popular social media page here in the Boston area. She tells you all of the secret hidden gems around the city and on the outside of the city as well, where to go out to eat, for drinks, and for special occasions. So for you guys that actually listen to the Hoots and Cahoots episode a couple months back and you enjoyed that one, you're, you're really going to like this one as well. So let me introduce you guys to her. Her name is Marwa. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I am good. She is a trooper too. We had a little miscommunication on the timing for today and I was like, hey, I'm here. Are you um, around? Like, I'll wait in the lobby for you. And she goes, oh no. So this girl just rushed over here for me to be here for you guys today. So we owe her a big thank you and for that. And that is way too kind because <laughs> the miscommunication was me. <laughs> I did it. So thank you. <laughs> well, also what I, we were supposed to do this last week my car got my passenger side window was shattered so it's been a journey to get here but here we are finally it it, it's all fixed it's all better my landscapers not my landscapers I feel like that sounds so fancy it's not (laughs) I live in like a complex it's the complex's landscapers but there's like a mulch pad right by where I park and they got a little pebble caught in the weed whacker and the thing just flung up and shattered my passenger side window well thank god it didn't hit someone Thank God it didn't hit someone. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yes. Poor, also poor your car. So. Poor my car. Yeah. But the good thing is that glass is always yes. covered, covered with insurance. So at least I didn't have to pay for anything. It was just a headache mm. and caused issues with my schedule but as long as everyone's safe (laughs) yes yes so before I dive into the Q&A portion where I ask more questions about you um I always do a little introductory few questions so if you're up for it let's go all right first and foremost what is your age I am 33 years old (laughs) and what is your zodiac sign Pisces okay so are you a late February or early March Pisces February 22nd. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Are you into your astrology sign at all or no? I like very, I'm like very woo-woo. I meet with um, an integrative like, uh, oh my God, I'm escaping words. This is me stuttering today. Oh my God. (laughs) An intuitive healer. That's the word I'm looking for. And she uses my astrology. Does she do Reiki on you? No, it's all digital, like um, on Zoom. And she'll just like read my chart for me. And I should probably pay more attention to like what's going on, but she'll tell me like, what house everything is in and like what's coming up, what's going on. It's not like in like a psychic kind of way, just kind of like what house means what for like some, yes. some like mean family or like work and stuff and she'll like help me out with that. How often do you see her? Once every other week, but I probably like I, if I could see her every day, I would talk to her every day. <laughs> Wait, that is very often. I thought you were going to be like every couple of months we touch base. No. Every other week. Yeah. That is so cool. I like she's like, I don't know what I would do without her. She's so helpful. She like helps me like she it's just that's like the astrology is a portion of it. And then the other part, we just kind of like she helps me through life and then she like reads into like what my energy is yeah I one time went to a psychic reading and we did the birth chart and she was explaining to me how you have this astrological weather and she explained it's it's about kind of where 
everything is in the houses, the planets, and then based on like the time it is now when you were born. And so she's like, we're always in a certain type of weather with our zodiac charts or astrology charts. Mm -hmm. And so it is something that can kind of help guide you on things going on in your life and maybe why it's happening or maybe how to look at them a little bit differently and work through them. Yeah. That is so neat. It's cool. Or like if something's coming up or if it's like about to be my like, I don't know, something with my like family, she'll be like, if there's something going on with that, she'll be like, you need to handle that now before it kind of like gets into a part where like the, I don't know, the signs are merging and it's not going to be good if you don't handle it beforehand. And it like kind of helps me to like work through my stuff faster than I probably would have anyways. Okay, we need to touch base. <laughs> I could talk about this the whole episode I know, long. I love this so <laughs> I need her information She's after the show. Amazing. Okay, <laughs> I am really excited to learn more about that. Yes. Next question is, where were you born? I was born in Pasadena, California. <gasps> Very random. Oh, yeah. I love Pasadena. I lived in California for a little bit. Did you? Mm-hmm. I like we left when I was four and never went back. Okay, so, so you don't remember? No idea. <laughs> I definitely need to go back because I feel like I love the heat and I I feel like something. I need to go back to to California for sure. But absolutely. Yeah. And so you moved to Boston when you were four? No, we moved to um, Washington State and then oh moved, wow, I moved here when I was like twelve. So okay, most so of you've my life been here, here. Yeah. and then so where do you live now? I live in Peabody. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I lived in Southie for a long time, and I, like, sold all my stuff because I was going to move to Charleston, South Carolina, because I love it there. (gasps) And then last minute, I, like, wimped out, I think. (laughs) Well, you know what? It's never too late. I mean, I'd love to have you here forever, but if you want to go there, you can always go. It will be there. I know. Well, I, like, my sister moved there, so I, like, got to visit her all the time. I was going down once a month. So oh, really cool. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So it's perfect. You can was, visit. Now you event. have the best of both worlds. I know. I know. And what is your relationship status? Single. Single. Is it newly single, been single, looking to not be single? Been single and looking to not be single. Okay. Mm-hmm. But struggling with how. Uh, how do you feel about dating in Boston? It's hard. Either like it is. It's just everyone, I don't know. I think it's like part... I've decided it's hard. So like, you know, you kind of project that stuff. Yeah. But then at the same time, I think it actually is hard because a lot of people validate that. So yeah. you're like, it's not just me, but yeah. yeah. I'm just so passive when it comes to dating. Yeah. I'm like, when it's the right time, it'll find me. Yeah. But then I also realize that sitting on my couch every day and night, it's not gonna ever find me. So <laughs> there's a balance to it. <laughs> Like, you know, but I think that at least being able to vocalize and say you're you'd welcome a new relationship and being open to it, you're putting out in the universe yes. and you will find it. Well, I used to joke. Well, I guess it's not a joke because I am also passive. So we definitely like see the eye, yeah. eye on this. But I'm always like, oh, someone will. I'm like, really just want someone to fall from the sky. And like, yeah, me too. When it was like pandemic, like that joke, like that wasn't going to happen. But now I feel like maybe like, I mean, we're out and about or like I'm not. You know, we're open to it. So someone could fall from the sky. (laughs) They can and they will. And especially if you keep up all the good work that you have been (laughs) doing. So tell everyone at home, if they haven't seen your page before, what Boston Food List is just from like a quick overview. Yeah. So I find um, food experiences, things to do, and I kind of round it out, um, round it up in Boston. So if there's like, actually, I really like finding like, hidden things or places that have been around that people don't know about or, um, you know, experiences that people don't know about and kind of just make it accessible and give you like the little 
tidbits that you need to know. Yeah, yeah. I I really appreciate that about your account because there are so many of these accounts that give us places to go and things to do, but a lot of them are yeah, you know, I've been there mm-hmm. or you've heard of that. I f- often find places that I've never even heard of from you. Oh, I love that. And not living in the city myself, I also appreciate that you don't just keep it to like Boston proper. There are places on the North Shore, South Shore, West of the City, all over. So it doesn't have to be, you know, always in the hustle and bustle of it all. It can be like a little bit tucked away, which yeah, is really cool. Because I mean, I when I was in Southie, I was like stuck in Southie, for, <laughs> which tends to It happen. pulls you in. It really does. But <laughs> then there's like, the, if you have a reason to go out, then you'll leave. But if you don't know about it, then you're like, oh, I'll just go to the same place I've been going to, you know? We stick with, to what's familiar to yes. us, you know? Yeah. Before you started the account itself, tell me a little bit about what you were doing. So I went to school for graphic design, so I was a graphic designer for a while, actually. And so I went to school for graphic design, and then out of school, I did PR and marketing for restaurants in Boston um, at a local agency. And then after I was, the PR was just, the anxiety, you have to tolerate a lot to be in PR, which I just, my anxiety is high already, so it just wasn't for me. (laughs) Just talking about it, (laughs) she's like, her blood's getting My hands are moving, I don't don't know what's happening. So then I went back to like a graphic design studio, which was a great learning experience. Um, And then I went off on my own after that, but realized like graphic design wasn't enough. So I offered um, social media, marketing and design services. So I had a bunch of clients in the city. And then um, it's so weird. I like decided that I was over being a graphic designer. So I took a couple of brand strategy courses, which is like more like big picture thinking and started doing that. So that's what I've been up to for like the past year. Very cool. And that is still solely with restaurants, hospitality space, or is it kind of all over? It's restaurant, hospitality, and wellness. Okay. To be like my sweet spot in real estate. And just all like a little bucket. All right. (laughs) Well, I, I feel like they're all under the same umbrella. It's like letting you use those creative juices that you have, but it's nice to switch it up and get a little bit of variation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's why, like, that's why I'd, I mean, I've never worked for an agency or like for in-house for one company, but I'm like, I think it'd be hard to like focus on the same thing every day. Every single day. It's yeah. Just, I think it's like my ping ponging like Pisces and I'm like, what's next? Like, yeah. And with graphic design, it's like, okay, I can't stare at the creative suite any longer. Yeah. I'm sick of this. <laughs> so at least you get to be out and about. But I do understand that PR is all around the clock, nonstop. So it's nice that you have hopefully a little bit more control of your schedule now too, or not so much. I mean, <laughs> I think I had I it asked down the wrong for a question. While. I know. I think before I was doing all like the going around to restaurants and stuff, I actually like my schedule was good. I was going to bed at 10, waking up at 7. Like I was like getting my steps in, doing it all. And then it kind of just went to shit. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you got to put the work in and then you'll be able to coast again yes, in the future. Yes. So when you started Boston Food List, what was your purpose or intent for it? So I started, so Boston, before Boston Food List, my page was Boston Bloodies. And I went around and raided Bloody Marys in Boston. <laughs> you still need to do that. I know. I mean, it was a very niche market, but I had that page for like five years. And I was going, like, I would go out and go to brunch and like take all these like 
photos and videos of everything and be like, oh, I'm just going to post about the Bloody Mary. So then I started posting stuff on TikTok that was more like just going outside of the Bloody Mary. And I posted mm-hmm. a roundup style of I think it was like where to outdoor dine in Boston, like in the winter. And then I posted it like a year ago. And then this year it was still getting likes. And I was like, and I was like, okay, huh. I think I'm like, let me just try this on Instagram and see what happens. And I posted it and it took off. And then I like did a couple others of the similar style. And it just was like, I must have gained like 10,000 followers in a month. It was crazy. From that one video? From like the three that I posted that were like that style. It yeah. just kind of like took off. Well, because your videos especially it's like not just what the food or the drink it's the entire atmosphere the vibe and so I think that's a lot of the times something that we can't discern Mm -hmm. when we're looking at a restaurant's website or even their Instagram page Uh, a lot of times it's you know professional photos and it doesn't always give you an accurate depiction of what to expect and so when you're thinking of a night out mm-hmm. and someone like me who I, I choose wisely when I'm going out, like, I want to make sure it's worth it. Yes. And so if I can see from you firsthand who's unbiased, be able to say, OK, this is exactly what you're going to get if you go here, then I'm, I'm like, OK, if she co-signs. That looks good to me. I think we're on the same page. Let's go. And yeah. you have a little bit more faith in going to that place and risking your night out at that one area. I mean, yeah, you have. You have to choose your places wisely. You really, (laughs) really do. Long term, what are your hopes for it? I know that outside of just the account itself and probably in combination with what you're doing with the social media and marketing stuff as well, you've been attending events or hosting events. Is there plans for this to grow outside of just Instagram and TikTok? I think, yes, absolutely. And like events are so cool because I like... I think part of this whole thing is like I am part of all these like Facebook groups from like Boston girls and stuff and Mm -hmm. nobody like knows how to make friends in Boston which is like such a bummer because I get it like I think once you're in you're in but from like if you're trying to break in like you're like I don't know how to make friends around here so I it's like I don't know I feel like I've been like really trying to like find a solution to that and like create these events where people can come and like meet some people and have like feel welcome to meet people because that's just kind of hard to like if you're just going out. Yeah, it is. And especially, I mean, you know, you mentioned COVID earlier. I really do think that's changed a lot of things. Mm-hmm. There used to be the, we're going to have dinner for an hour and then we scoot over to the bar and you kind of mingle a little bit. Yes, we're back to that now, but I think that people's just like willingness to do that is a little bit different or that I know myself, I feel like sometimes I've gained this little bit of social awkwardness where I can't just talk to anybody anymore where I would have maybe before, or you don't know if someone's comfortable if you were just go up and talk to them. So it's, it's more of, yeah, you go out, you eat your dinner and you come home and it's, you, you know, therefore stay with the group of people you came with and don't always get to make friends and meet new people. So having an event or something of that sort it's nice because people are going to be a little bit more receptive. Yeah, you know? and just encouraging, like, the community building and, hey, like, it, like make friends. Go talk to people you don't know. You never know, yeah. like, if that's a new friend or, like, a connection or just something that could come out of it. That Absolutely. No idea, yeah. What do you have coming up down the pipeline for these events? So I have um, 
We're calling it Sip and Strut, and it's happening in our first one's happening in Southie. And okay, so, back to your roots. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. But I went to PKL recently, which is the pickleball place in Southie, and it's so much fun, and I loved it. And they have, um, I think, twenty-two thousand square feet, so it's like the biggest space ever. Holy crap! I know. So that's uh, massive. <laughs> it's huge. It's like really big. So we're gonna do. Um, I've paired up with the girls from Two Tones, so they're fitness instructors. Oh yeah. So we're gonna do a walk around. With ankle weights and like they have their glow, like glow in the dark shoelaces, and do like a quick walk. Cute. And then followed by like games around pickle, and then they'll have like specialty food and drinks for us there too. So I love that. Really fun. And I love like PKL. It just it's like. It's so chic. You know what I mean? Like they're really, it's elevating pickleball. It's become so popular. When I first heard of it, it was because my dad would go play it, like the YMCA. (laughs) You know what I mean? But now everyone's so into it. So it's a, it's, you know, a little activity. It's mingling and networking. It's your night out. It's everything all in one. That sounds awesome. So what are the details for that? So that's happening uh, August 30th. I can't believe that is soon. That's oh crazy. my god! Um, at seven p.m. at at Pickle and Selfie. Okay. All right. KL. Perfect. And then when you have other events coming up, do you post on just your Instagram page or TikTok? Where can they know about new things down the road too? Posting on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Have you ever been to a place in all of your experiences now mm-hmm. that you have gone to with the hopes of filming and, you know, wanting to promote and then got there and been like, this is not the vibe. You don't have to say what it is because I don't want you to call anybody out. <laughs> but I just want to know, like, how often does that happen to you? So it has only happened once. Okay. Because I do avoid the places that I know I'm already like I don't know I, I half go with my gut half like know what I'm talking about so yeah. like I just avoid the places because I don't want the conflict of like having someone like set up something for me and then being like where is my content that's awful but yeah I, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah no that wouldn't that wouldn't <laughs> quite work so is it always a partnership type of deal with the restaurant or is it you just kind of showing up on your own Half and half. Sometimes half and I'll half. show up. Sometimes I'll give them the heads up because if I if it's a place that I know or I like or I know I'm going to like, I'll have them like set up their favorite dishes and um, showcase like what they want to showcase just to like have yeah. their best foot forward. I don't want to like ambush anyone, but sometimes if I'm out and I'm like, this place is great, I'll just shoot it. You know, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't always have to be so set up. I appreciate that, and I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable. Like I said, oh, we're no. not calling anybody out. Oh, no, no. Um, but I think that it just adds that layer of authenticity. Like, yeah. I know when you post it, you really, truly recommend it. It's not just a paid deal. Like, these are – some of them are things, you know, you're coordinating, but some of them you're going on your own accord, and – you're only putting out there what you actually trust and yeah. what you would go back to again. And you're definitely, no, I think I was like, I'm shocked that it's only happened to me one time. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, wait, does it sound like I'm lying when I say this? No, like, no, not I at like, all. It, it's, it's crazy that, like, I'm, I feel very lucky that it's only been once that I'm like, nah, this place just doesn't, yeah. like, I can't tell anyone to come here because then they'll be like, what was she talking about? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'm, I just don't get it. The math ain't math. Yeah. You know? <laughs> On the opposite end, what have been some of your favorite places that you've gone to that you would recommend first? Ooh, yes. I mean, for what? What are we eating? Ooh, okay, okay. Um, what's your favorite type of cuisine? Someone asked me this last night and I literally just was like, uh, 
<laughs> I can't pick. I because you like everything. I like everything. I think I have to go with Mediterranean just because. <gasps> Ooh, I like that's that. Like, those are my roots, but yes. I can't hate on any food group. I love all of it. Okay, okay. Is it easier if I ask you based on a food genre or like a, a type of night out? Like, is it easier to say what's your favorite Italian place or what's your place for a girl's night? I like the, the second. What's, the second yeah. for a night, like for different types yeah, of occasions. Yeah. Okay, so um, first date. Ooh, this one's good. Okay, so I love drink. Okay. In Fort Point, I think it's a great, it's set up for like a good date yes. spot. They like ask you questions before making your drink. There's that interactive piece of it. Right. Yeah. And so you already get to kind of know the the person yeah. based on what they choose, what mm-hmm. things they like. But and it's a like, conversation starter. Yeah. It's yeah. like dinner and show type of thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like a little yeah. entertainment. Totally. Or even how they interact with like the bartender, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yes. Yeah. Are they well mannered? Do they mm-hmm. say thank you? Are they mm-hmm. being polite? We need to we need to pick up on those cues. <laughs> yes. You're smart. Okay, that's really good. I'm gonna keep that one in mind. Yes. What would you recommend for a your birthday? Ooh, I always recommend Strega. Yeah. Then. It is just like so fun. It really is. Yeah. They know how to have a good time yeah. down there. That's a good birthday spot. I tell everyone to go there for their birthday. <laughs> <laughs> what about a girls' night out? Um, uh, committee is yeah. fun. That's like my go-to, or like Marielle if you're like trying to yeah. turn up after. Flamingo in the North End is. Have you been there yet? I haven't been there. No, it's it's a good time. Have you seen Hoots and Cahoots online before? Yes. Okay, yeah. so Alyssa and Ayla. So when they were here, I was also asking them what they would wear on these occasions. Mm. Do you have any, not, I know it's not your niche, but you look adorable. So I would trust your fashion advice. What is your go-to on a first date to wear? (sighs) Whatever you're feeling best in, which will change according to the day because my changes every day. (laughs) I know. I know. It's awful, but it usually ends up being, and this is like such a basic outfit, but like just a black top that I feel. Oh yeah. I know. But always jeans. I never do like a dress or anything on the first date. I have a lot of girlfriends who were saying recently that they've worn dresses on the first date, which whatever makes them happy, whatever floats their boat, not for me. Me neither. I just don't think I would. That's doing... Doing too much. You know what? Because in Boston, I don't think the guys match that energy. Right? They do not. Let me tell you. They do not. They don't know how to dress here. And we always get all dolled up in our little, you know heels or wedges or something or a dress and they're in shorts and a t-shirt and a and a sports hat sports hat yeah yeah why are you looking at me i don't know because you're a boy why are we attacking him (laughs) (laughs) i apologize you're right it wasn't your fault yeah just any men Mm, any occasion that I haven't mentioned that you think is good to note for the for the ladies or gents in their 30s, mm. places they should go? That's the hard one, and I get asked that a lot, and I, I, I actually was trying to plan an event for a while, which I probably will come back to, is like grouping together all the people in their 30s that are still want to go out and like yes. not tied to anything because people ask me all the time, and I like, honestly, I don't have a solution for them. Like, I try, I try. Like, I think Flamingo sometimes, Committee sometimes, but then it's like, 
you never know when you're going to walk into a group of like younger you people. You really don't. You really no. don't. And not that there's anything against younger people. I'm not trying to like put that out there, but no. I have talked about this on the show before that yeah. I do think it is a little bit of a challenge finding a place for us in this age group because you yeah, I mean, I, I'm sorry, but I'm probably not going to date someone who is you know, 22 right now. So I'd like to go where the people my age are going or making new friends, people my age. It doesn't have to be like dating related. And I think there's certain places where we know not to go, but then everything else is kind of like a question mark. You know what I mean? I think like, I feel like there's places to go when you are that age that you know everyone's going to be at. And now that we're in this, everyone's so spread out. We're all just, we're all asking. Yeah. It's just, yeah, we don't know where to go. And like, I think I I turn into, this is like probably, no, I know this is my insecurity, (laughs) but when I go and I find myself surrounded with people who are like 23, which is totally fine. Yeah. But then I turn internally, I'm like, I'm so old, which is like not anyone's fault but my own, but like I can't help it. I know. I do the same exact thing. And then you're like, am I supposed to be here? Do they know? Yeah, right. I knew I should have stayed home today. (laughs) I knew it was past my bedtime. Um, Just kidding. We all can still have the time of our Mm -hmm. lives. We're not dead yet. I know. Um, I have a friend who keeps, she, she's been very hard on like, stop saying you're old. I will not tolerate it. And yeah. it's, it's a good reminder because we really do need to stop saying that. We are not old. We're not old. We have so much more life to live. And honestly, I don't even consider our twenties. Like I didn't know what the hell I was doing. No. Uh, so like, I feel like I'm just getting started now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, yeah, we are not old and we can go wherever the hell we want to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you're choosing these places, um, it doesn't have to be for specifically a type of occasion, but generally speaking, what to you makes a good experience overall? Is it the atmosphere? Is it the food, the drinks? I know all of them will come into play, but is yeah. there one thing that takes priority for you over the other? I like obviously a good atmosphere that's like just cohesive with the food and it all makes sense. The menu, I feel like there should be a dish that like stands out that you'll remember after you leave, like something that you'll talk about in two weeks if someone asks you what you got at that place. The service is huge. Like, if so, everyone's miserable, then yeah. it just it really changes the whole experience, and that's it. Really affects it, which is it, I don't know. Like, good service makes the biggest difference. That I wouldn't even think of that, but you're so right because if they're in a horrible mood, I feel kind of rushed. I feel like we should just get on out of here. It mm-hmm. kind of spoils your night when you know that. They don't want to be here. It's like, okay, well, I don't want to be here either. Yeah. You know? And you can you can feel that. And it definitely bleeds into overall, like, how good of a time you have. And also, like, is it taking me an hour to get my next drink? You know what I mean? How long is it taking to bring things over? Because I could maybe stay for one more. But if it's going to be 45 minutes until the bar is ready to mm-hmm. bring my drink over, it's probably not worth it. Oh, totally. You know? Yeah. So that is a really good point. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Speaking of one dish that really stands out, mm. do you have a certain menu item from any place that when you think of like that one thing you just need to have again or like couldn't live without or maybe it's your 
death meal, you know, mm-hmm. is there one that just blew your mind? Like from a specific place? Yeah. Um, this is like, I talk about this all the time, but the, <laughs> the popcorn chicken at Hunter's is Wait, so that is the last good. thing I thought you would say. I know. It's so good. I like, it's, you have to go try it. It doesn't make any sense. What's so good about it? It's, you got, it's, it's, Although once I like a special recipe, it's it's consistent. I feel like that is such a simple choice, but that's probably why at the same time, because normally ordering popcorn chicken, you would think it's just popcorn chicken, but that you know the 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 bar is low, the expectations are low. So now (laughs) when they they gave you that really great popcorn chicken. It just, you can't forget it. I'm like, did I just lose my credibility no. by saying popcorn chicken? Well, I like really thought you were going to be like, you know, the tuna tartare, or like the beef carpaccio, or like this like lobster pasta, and you were like, popcorn chicken. I know. But honestly, who doesn't love popcorn chicken? It, everybody, I mean, it's it's so, it's like the least offensive thing that you could have. You know, what I mean? so, most yeah. people like it. That's a, It's a good staple to have. Yeah, it's accessible. And yes. everyone's, yeah, everyone's had a bunch, so you have a lot to compare it to. Yes. yes. <laughs> and Hunter's is a good time, too. They always have, like, live there. music and stuff. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. They're one of my favorites. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what about a dessert option? Like, is there a dessert that blew your mind? Um, Are you a big, are you more of a salty or a sweet person? Oh, uh, I do like dessert. I like you sweet do. stuff. Yeah, I do. Okay, this is, like, the opposite end of my popcorn chicken, but... <laughs> Rare steakhouse. See, you guys, yeah. we're bringing her credibility yeah. back. I mean, <laughs> go get the popcorn. Chicken I know. I trust you. I'm good. gonna. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm like sweating. I'm like, it's all gonna go downhill after this. <laughs> She's like, why are my Instagram followers plummeting? Damn that thirty forty surviving oh podcast. I should have said it was like you know the escargot. No, I, I. I'm, I'm just playing around with you, but I actually, there's a level of sincerity to it that I trust. Like if you said, you know, just the most expensive thing on a menu somewhere or like something that was a little bit out there, I'd feel like that's a expected answer. Mm-hmm. I did not expect you to say popcorn chicken. So I, now I know that popcorn chicken must be good and I'm going to have it. You will. Okay. You have to. <laughs> Okay, so now for now for the fancy dessert. Yeah, at Rare they had like I think we tried all of their desserts and they were all really good. Rare is very good also, but I okay, I've that. never been there. Where what is Rare? It's in Encore and it's their steakhouse. Okay, my next question for you is why do you think that social media has had the impact it has to make your marketing and growth be so successful? Um, Like, why do you think those videos really popped off the way they did and why you've been able to garner such a large following? Like, social media, it feels very, I don't know, just like everybody has it. Like, you know what I mean? But there are a lot of great things that come along with it. I think it's just the, like, digestible information in a video form because nobody likes to leave the app or, like, read anymore. So it's like everyone's saving the videos or sending them and having it, like, for reference, which is great. Yeah, That's true, the Mm -hmm. saving. Mm -hmm. And you can make little collections or folders now. So it's like, okay, next time I'm going to go out, I go back to that little folder and look at these places that I saved because they looked interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And so then you're getting 
those views again too. You know, that's probably why things continue to circulate even months or a year after you post them. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's like really the cool. shareability of it. Yeah, and, and a, I'm not gonna read like a massive caption. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think the video is so nice. You get the main things that you need to see. You, I, I've seen everything I need to see, you know? <laughs> exactly. Justin Bieber. Immediately, <laughs> yes. Or immediately, no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sift through, like, a three-paragraph thing to figure out that you had penne. I just yeah. want to see the penne and be like, oh, that looks delicious. Yeah. And make my own assessment. Yeah. And I have a lot of, um, I feel like people message me all the time that they're like, oh, I send the list to, like, I send your list to my boyfriend so that he can take me out or, like... These are like, yeah, or like, also, <laughs> like, I gives him so many ideas or like guys will be like, thank you. You've helped like me like have better like date nights with my girlfriend because I could just like send her the list and tell her to pick from them. And I'm like, all right, I'll help. <laughs> Look at you doing God's work out here. Am I saving relationships you too? You <laughs> are. You are. You're now a couples counselor. I mean, all right. <laughs> Wait, that's a really good idea. Yeah. I would have never thought to do that, but that's wonderful. I love that. So it's not just like, oh, that looks good. A like, I mean, you really, it's, you're sparking conversations. You're helping them plan their nights out. It's really, it really is changing lives out here. Oh my God. Changing (laughs) lives out here. Um, Okay. I also want to pivot a little bit. A lot of the ladies that I've had on as of late Mm -hmm. have been newly 30 or soon turning 30. So I really wanted to take advantage of you being in your 30s and kind of we already touched upon it a little bit, Mm -hmm. but just ask you a couple questions from your experience because I think it is something I don't always get to talk about enough on the show um, and it's something that people relate on. So when we were talking prior to tonight, when Mm -hmm. we first connected, I remember you telling me that you had an experience when you were a little bit younger about toxic friends being in a group where people who maybe no longer served you. Mm -hmm. And I recently had a friend on the show and we kind of talked about how making friends in our 30s is so different. Mm -hmm. How have you kind of used that experience to judge who you stay close with, who you spend your time with and associate with? Has it stuck with you long term? Yeah, totally. I feel like I didn't know I did, but like I had a lot of people pleasing tendencies, which is like, if you don't know you have it, it's awful because I was going around and like tiptoeing around people's feelings and, you know, not probably not being myself or speaking authentically at all, just out of fear of what someone would react to. And um, just, yeah, like basing what I'm going to say off of your reaction, which is like not good either. So I've like, if I feel that way or if that, that comes back up, which I like know it so well, that's kind of like my red flag within to be like, okay, you're not being yourself and you're not you know, your self-worth is kind of like taking a hit here, which no, yeah. it's nobody else's fault. It's me, right? Because I'm the one that's not speaking up. But like just being aware of that has been huge. Like you can almost like check yourself better now because that you've been through it. So you know when you're, those little tendencies are kind of coming up. Yeah, yes. That's really, that shows how much you've grown <laughs> and that shows how mature you are, that you're able to recognize it because there are so many times where we try to work on things within ourselves and then the moment comes and it, we're just in the heat of the mm-hmm. moment, right? And you don't think about it. It's always an afterthought. So you being able to now notice, 
hey, wait a second, like I can't continue this pattern makes you be able to better decide who you want to keep continuing to surround yourself with. Yeah. And it's applicable to like work and friends and anything, any relationships, Mm -hmm. because I find, and this is also 100%, I take responsibility for it, that I would like, you have the gut feeling that like something's off or whatever, and you push past it. And every time I do that, like I, I knowingly would do that. And then I'd ha- I'd end up with the same conflict at the end, right? But it would be 10 times worse because I've dug myself deeper. Yeah. So now I'm like, all right, how do I avoid, even like with work, if I'm like just doing something and biting my tongue, it ends up being a problem down the road. And you're like, yeah. okay, let's like actually address like what I'm feeling right when something happens or I like feel triggered or whatever it is so that I don't have to like deal with this like catastrophe that I've created. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, let's just put out this, match so I don't have to put out a fire later you know that I have been fueling myself (laughs) yes but I also feel like your people pleasing tendencies will have a lot to do with you being a Pisces I think you're a natural empath and so it's not you wanting to be liked it's you not wanting to upset somebody or or hurt them like because you think about how they feel Mm -hmm. like you said you're already anticipating their reaction so you have the best of intentions But then what we have to like watch out for is, okay, so they're happy, but then six months down the road, am I happy? Mm -hmm. And now how do I get out of it? I'm going to sound like a hypocrite. You know what I mean? So it's, it's really, it's a wonderful quality, but it also is one of those things that can sneak up on us and do a lot of damage to just our mental health, you know? It causes so much resentment, which is the worst thing, right? Like later you're like well I did this for you and you like there's that like uneven agreement that you've made for with someone mm-hmm. they didn't even know they were in the agreement because you were just doing it to make them happy and then down the road you're mad that they like didn't do the same for you or they didn't even know right so like yes. you don't I like the resentment is the worst thing I try to avoid that at all costs I have not put as much thought into that as I should have but I really do resonate with that I I think I used to experience it a lot more than I do now, but there's, especially when we're younger, it's like Mm -hmm. you do these things because we think we should, it's the right thing to do, it's the nice thing to do. And then, you know, I know they do it for me, Mm -hmm. but then they don't do it for you. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, okay, wait a second, am I putting in more into this friendship or relationship or opportunity than the other person is? And it makes you feel a little disposable Mm -hmm. and that hurts. And then that's what causes, I think, larger issues. So I've learned that everything I do, I expect nothing back now. And I, it actually is able to reciprocate a lot more. You know what I mean? When you don't have those expectations. And I'm glad you brought that word disposable is so big because I feel like in the people pleasing, you do everything that you can to just be needed and wanted. And Mm -hmm. it's like you create these codependent relationships. Again, the other person didn't sign up for this. You're just (laughs) doing it because you want to be like, right. Or we think we're supposed to. Yeah. And then, yeah, it just creates more problems down the line but I I also think you have to learn these lessons the hard way and then kind of like I don't know if you find the pattern like good for you and kind of like work your way through it and if not then it kind of just keeps going which is I don't wish that for anyone yeah so that's why we talk about these things Mm -hmm. we're we're here to break those cycles and hopefully someone listening is like god I needed someone to tell me that I I need to stop that you know stop the people pleasing stop it (laughs) switching gears a little bit 
being 33, I'm 31, I'll be 32 in a couple of months. So we're relatively right around the same age. What social pressure do you feel the most as a woman at this age? This is hard because like my career path isn't normal. My like life path isn't normal. My relationship isn't. So I feel, I think the biggest thing, and I don't know if this answers your question directly, but the amount of people that have, that we were on the same track or I was on the same track of that kind of like, I don't know. I have like friends that had babies and like the family and I'm doing like completely the opposite. And then you just kind of like, don't, you can't be like, not that you can't be friends anymore, but the friendship just doesn't make any sense anymore because you've taken two different paths, but it kind of gives you that feeling of being left behind. Whereas like, I like need to constantly remind myself that I'm just doing my own thing and like, it's fun and it's like different, but it doesn't have to be the same as that. I don't know. It's like, does that answer the question? Yeah, <laughs> it does. No, like it definitely, like, <laughs> no, 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 it definitely does. I, I, I would say that most women our age would agree yeah. that tends to be the biggest hurdle that we're facing from society is am I living up to the expectations in terms of you know being married or having kids by a certain age Um, and I have been in the same situation like I'm the only single one and you know I've talked about that before on the show all my friends are married and have babies and luckily we all live very close to one another Mm -hmm. so we do get to make it work and we make time for ourselves but it is hard when they're taking their cute little infants to swim class and I'm you know what I mean like I can't relate to that there are there's it's harder to find common ground sometimes and just as we grow and as we're getting older life gets busy you know it's not about just the the like little things anymore there's Mm -hmm. bigger things going on that we're dealing with and so for me I think one of the issues too is just I'm not gonna be able to go into the like greatest detail of what's going on in my life via text message you know what I mean like there's just bigger things happening that deserve an in-person conversation Mm -hmm. but when will that happen like it could be two months until you see your friend next you know what Mm -hmm. I mean so there's so much that's going on and it does then start to make you feel either lonely or a little bit in the dust because you aren't having people there for you as much as you know you used to be able to and the things that you're going through aren't what they're dealing with at the same time. No. And it takes like people who want, who are interested in what you're doing and like you're interested in their family and that's Mm -hmm. totally fine. And like you can have the conversations about the ridiculous things that are happening for me, like my single Boston foodless life that like doesn't make sense to like my good friend who has three kids, but like she's interested, you know? Exactly. And I think that's what makes it work. And that's what I'm so grateful for, as are you with my friendships is I genuinely like I would give anything for their children. I love their kids like they are my own. And so I'm interested in everything that they do. And I want to hear about music class and swimming lessons and all that stuff. But even even if I don't have anything to be able to add to it, I just want to know that they're happy, you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. that everybody's doing okay, and vice versa. They always ask me about the podcast and work and my family, and, like, I'm really, really grateful for that, and I think that's the biggest tie is just still maintaining that interest in one another and that care for one another because then you don't have to always be in parallel lives or in sync. You can still keep everything going. Yeah, like, what is it that, like, there are friends who, like, that just it's more than just the similar interests that 
brings you together, you know? It's yeah. almost like that's like extended family at that point. Yeah, I think that there's a difference between friends who you like to do the same things with versus friends who you are like-minded mm-hmm. with. So I may not be doing the same things as all my friends week after week, mm-hmm. but if we were both in the same situation, like there was, you know, God forbid, in a crappy job or in a bad relationship, in a situation where they weren't happy, you know, to some extent, like our morals, our values, the way that we think, our thought process, it's all the same. Mm -hmm. So we understand each other, Yeah, which is great. That helps like build the foundation and keep things going. I think that's something that you learn in your 20s too is like, or I, I mean, I don't know when I learned it, but the separation of what categories that you put your friends in. Yes. Like who to reach out to in certain situations and who like doesn't fit that category exactly, but it's yes. still okay. But like, that's just not what that person is in your life. For. Yeah, I think it's totally fine to be able to say like, when I'm going through this type of scenario, mm-hmm. that's the person I go to, mm-hmm. you know, she gets it the most. When I'm going through this, I go to this person. Some people just, maybe they've had that experience before, so they know what to do or they can relate to your situation and it just, or they're, you know, I don't know, able to have those like different types of conversations for different things. Yeah. So, and I think the other thing too, like the whole friendship thing is like just such a big thing that we, I don't know, have to learn as we get older, but that like people just are in your life for a little bit and then are gone and that's okay. And that doesn't really like mean that anyone did anything wrong. It just kind of like is what is growing up. Yeah. Because I mean, what did we know? I, I, the person I was five years ago is so completely different than the person I am today. And so, yeah. Sometimes you have to shed, let those things go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it doesn't also need to be bad blood oh, either. No, no. You know, you just grow out of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm glad we're on the same page there. Generally speaking, if you were able to look at 23-year-old Marwa in the mirror, <laughs> what would 33-year-old tell her? Stop the people pleasing. That's the number one thing. Yes, like enough. Don't do it. Like stop running. Every job that I took and everything was just to like, I I don't know, it was just always going the extra mile because I thought that's what I needed to do in every relationship that I had. And it was exhausting and I had anxiety and I like, I, I like didn't sleep. It was, I don't know, just constant. I feel like this like frantic energy and it's like, just stop. Yeah. Stop Channeling it. your <laughs> inner peace and making sure you are able to like check in with yourself. Yeah. And I like, honestly, I feel like I've done so much growing because I found like meditation and my intuitive healer and all the woo woo stuff that I do. But I like, I don't know what my life would look like if I had started that at the age of 23 I probably mm. wouldn't have been open to it or like I don't know what we were doing back then reading my horoscope and like on the app or whatever we were doing but like <laughs> just d- applying all this stuff has helped me grow so much and kind of like all like a ton of inner child work because like my childhood was a little weird so like doing all that has just helped so much growth in such a short amount of time that like would have been so great to do at a younger yeah, age. Yeah, <laughs> but it, I mean, it would have been all in one year out the other. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're not ready for it at that point right. in time. I yeah. truly believe when 
it's meant to be, it happens. And you it would have had a completely different mindset at that point in your life. And you wouldn't be able to digest all the information that things that they were telling you the way that you can now. Oh, totally not. Probably I would have been like, what is all this stuff? Like, I just want to go out and yeah. like, do all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. And what are your hopes and dreams for 43-year-old Marwa? Oh, just I think I need some stability. I think I've like ignored it for so long and like trying to like chase all this stuff. And I really hope that like whatever Boston food list evolves into, it is like an, something I'm really proud of. Um, and like a, hopefully a nice relationship and a nice home. Um, but just like creating something that's helped other people and like that I can just like all of this work that I put in, I can look back and be like, that was for something. I have every faith in the world that you oh, will yeah. get all of that. I wish you nothing but the best. I'm so glad you stopped by. Thank um, you. And it's at Boston Food List yeah. on Instagram. There's no underscore or anything like that. No, it was there. Wow. I lucky know. duck. Okay, so make sure you follow her. And then um, August 30th. August 30th. It is a Tuesday, 7 p.m. PKL. I will be posting the details of that very soon. Perfect. Um, but it is a nice community building walk and with like fun pickleball stuff. Yes. And if you can't make that one, um, then follow on Instagram and she'll be posting yes. new events as they as they come. Yeah, the walk will be a series. So there will be one in September too. So oh, awesome. Okay, dokie. Well, thank you again. Thank you guys at home. And I will see you next week. Bye.